Welcome to The Well Q&A Podcast. The Well is the student ministry of Key Life Fellowship, which exists to equip students for lifelong service of Jesus Christ. Each week through a QR code given to them at youth, students of The Well anonymously send in various questions they have regarding the lesson or even about various biblical topics. We pray that we may also be a blessing to your Christian walk as together we find all the answers that we need in the Word of God. Well, you know, there are some things in our world that sadly we have to address, we have to even question, we have, we have to seek guidance, even through an anonymous QR code which you sent in here, and I will beg you unashamedly to keep sending questions in so we can keep answering these questions that you guys have. That plug is done. Now, you guys have things happen, and it seems like every day... Every year, every month even, I mean, it's just as time goes on, it seems like that more immoral things happen and they just keep becoming the norm. Uh, we could go on and on about things. And just, just to not do that, to get all the way into our lesson before we just chase rabbit trails all day, this concept of divorce and remarriage is something that in our culture is accepted, is the norm. If I were to poll even the people listening right now, a great deal of you would be immediately affected by divorce. Some of you, even your parent, your own parents, and maybe some of you even listening have been divorced. But what is this? The crazy statistic is this, that in America, 50% or more of marriages will end in divorce. And even even that crazy stat, more astounding is that less and less people today are being married. And more and more people, if they are being married, are getting married at an older age. So they're putting off marriage if they get married at all. Marriage is a side note. Marriage is not that important to our culture, unfortunately, anymore. But what actually is marriage? Marriage is not well, I get to just love this person, and I guess I really want to spend the rest of my life with this person, but I don't know yet, and so we're going to live together, and, and we'll we'll do the thing, and, and then we'll go about our business, and we'll intentionally date for a while, and then if I don't like them after we've pest-driven the car, after we've tried this thing out, well, I don't think it's going to work, and so on to the next one, and you should get in these long-term committed relationships uh, without honoring God in that way through biblical marriage. You just set yourself up to go against God's design in the long run. So let's define marriage first. Let's define it biblically because it was invented and instituted by God himself. There in the Garden of Eden, God created two people. We know them as Adam and Eve or Adam and the woman. Marriage was for them. Marriage was for one man. Marriage was for one woman coming together as one to spend the rest of their life in union and fellowship with one another and under covenant with God. They were to no longer be two. They were to now be one. Jesus talks about this in Matthew chapter 19. He began teaching about divorce. In fact, some people asked him a few questions about divorce. They asked him in Matthew 19, 3, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? And, not to get too much into this, this was they're trying to trick Jesus. They're trying to pit him against the Old Testament law. And Jesus says, haven't you read that at the beginning, the Creator made them male and female? 
quotes from Genesis, and said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. And so here's the, the picture of marriage. is not that, well, we're just going to hang out and we'll go have a nice wedding and we'll still do our own thing and we're still tied to our parents and we're going to call our parents every day and we're going to be so closely related to our parents that we don't have a uniting with our new spouse. Marriage is not you, your wife, or if you're a woman, your husband, and your third best friend, and you guys kicking it and having a swell time. Marriage is a new bond, singular bond between two people now becoming one in and under the Lord. The old, the old translations they will say that they are to leave their father and mother, and cleave to their spouse. This is a lot different than a lot of views of marriage today. They're there to be married, and the Lord commanded Adam and the woman to be fruitful and multiply. Well, this completely goes against um, homosexual marriage, which is not marriage at all, because it's not God's def definition of marriage. And so a man cannot marry another man, and a woman cannot marry another woman. That's not actually marriage. That's just a evil ceremony then. God doesn't even recognize it as marriage, and they can't be fruitful really and multiply. Basic biology. Jesus in Matthew 19.6, after this verse, he says they're no longer two but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. No, not only is it for one man, one woman, under one God, it is for all of their life. If you've been to a wedding, I would encourage you to do that. If you don't have friends who invite you to their wedding, just go crash one. Nobody will notice. Get free food. It'll be great. Not really. Don't, don't do that. You might get sniffed out and may go to jail. But hey, it could be a good story. So maybe don't take that advice from me. But you hear this if you've ever been to a wedding, and if you ever you know break into one against my advice, I didn't tell you to do that. You go to a wedding, a lot of times they will have vows between the husband and the wife. It's a beautiful thing that they are promising one another, promising allegiance to one another in their marriage. And they look kind of different. They look kind of broad. Some people write their own vows. Some people use canned vows. Some people don't do vows at all, which I think is not a good idea. But in somewhere in those vows, a line is usually like this, till death do us part. That's some heavy language. And I know when I was married, man, I took that really serious. When I married my wife, that I promised to love her and to have her as my wife till death do us part. That means I'm bound to this woman who I love dearly for the rest of my life. And she is then in turn bound to me for the rest of her life. This is a promise that we made to one another under and to God as well. This is marriage. Quick definition. Well, let's talk divorce. What's divorce? Divorce, I looked up the, just a quick dictionary so I don't have to uh, make any speculation. Dictionary definition of divorce is to legally dissolve one's marriage with someone else. Well, per our biblical marriage definition, and I'll tell you this, the Bible trumps the Webster's de definition. Per what the biblical teaching of marriage is, divorce is really impossible. How do you separate what God has joined together? Well, you don't. We have something in our country that wasn't a thing until a number of years ago called no-fault divorce. That if one day that I get tired of my spouse and she just 
I don't know, I don't like her anymore, and I don't really have a fault with her. I just want to get a divorce. I can go to the judge and uh, divorce my wife. We can do all the paperwork and all that stuff for a no-fault divorce. That's insanity. That is just unbelievable, and it is unwarranted by the Bible. But let's talk about this. Going against God's design for anything is what? Hopefully you answered sin. I didn't hear you, but I'm going to pretend like I did. Going against God's design is always sin. Malachi 2 verse 16 says that God hates divorce. We don't want to do anything that God hates because that would be what? Yep, there you go. Say it again. Sin. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 10. 1 Corinthians 7 talking about marriage. It talks about a lot of stuff that would be good for you to understand and read that would really solve all of your issues and all your questions here that the Apostle Paul actually dealt with in that culture and in that time as well that is timeless and very much applies to today. But he says in 1 Corinthians 7.10, he says, To the married, I give this command, not I, but the Lord. A wife must not separate from her husband. Clear? But if she does, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband, and a husband must not divorce his wife. He gives no warrant for divorce here. You must not do it. Matthew 5. This is interesting. Matthew 5, verse 32. Jesus teaching on the Sermon on the Mount. And if you've been at youth for, for a year or so, last year we actually went to the Sermon on the Mount. And so this might, might sound a little familiar to you when I, when I read this. And if it does, the things clicking for you, maybe, maybe it'll help. Jesus says, but I tell you that if anyone divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, he makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. And so not only is divorce sinful because God hates it, and it goes against his design, it is actually adultery. And then not only are you an adulterer, you make your spouse an adulterer because you've just given them this divorce that God says is not to be so because marriage and even sexual relationships are designed for one man and one woman for all of life. You say, wait a minute, this, there needs to be some nuance here. That's why the Bible is just so great because there are so many different scenarios of why a divorce happens. Matthew 19, verse 9, Jesus says, I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another woman commits adultery. Now, what does he mean by this? This is what Scripture teaches as an allowed divorce. Not commanded to happen, but he says this, that if, for instance, a man is married to a woman, which is the only way you can be married, and the woman commits adultery on the man, then the man is allowed to be divorced separated, no longer bound to this woman who chose to actually unite to another man who is not her husband. Now, it's not commanded that is if your husband or wife cheats on you, then you must get a divorce. No, it is allowed. In fact, it's actually encouraged as Christians to seek forgiveness and reconciliation in that, which is completely crazy to the world. But aren't we crazy to the world? Just period. Another allowance, 1 Corinthians Seven, that if another, back to that passage, right? That if an unbelief, if you're a believing man and you have an unbelieving wife or vice versa, believing wife, an unbelieving man, and the unbelieving party, the other spouse who doesn't believe in Christ, if they choose to divorce you, 
then you are no longer bound to that marriage and that marriage is nullified. These are some seem supposed allowances that we see in Scripture. Nevertheless, divorce, God hates it, and it is not ab- absolutely not in his perfect plan. Let's talk about the idea of remarriage, because you guys asked about divorce and remarriage. Unlawful, unbiblical divorce is always, always, always a no-go, and never, never okay, and never not a sin. And so if you unlawfully are divorced, remarriage is never okay. Remember 1 Corinthians 7.11 talked about that. Now, death or lawful or biblical, biblically allowed divorce, then remarriage is permitted. Although, guess where we're going to go? 1 Corinthians 7 and verse 39 through 40, Paul actually discourages widows remarrying. He even says you're probably going to be happier if you don't remarry. Uh, He gives this advice. Again, it's not a command. It is is clearly him him giving just some wisdom. And it's kind of like what he's done. He said he counsels in the same chapter people who are unmarried. If they can stay unmarried and control their lust, they need to remain unmarried because they'll be more useful for the kingdom because they're not tied down and, and don't have the burden, not in a bad way, but they don't have the responsibility of caring for their husband or their wife. Here's what you need to know about divorce and even remarriage and even adultery. That that is not the or a unforgivable sin. So many people think that because they've been divorced, because they've, they, they've committed an awful sin, that no, no way God could ever love them nor save them or use them. That is absolutely not the case. God loves and God is in the very... A wonderful business of saving sinners and using sinners for his glory, for the advancement of his kingdom. Now, there are times, this is always true, that divorce will bring earthly consequences. Every time. Somebody's going to get hurt by divorce. But although you may have earthly consequences because of your divorce, because of your sin, period, if you are in Christ, you will have zero eternal consequences. You will not be punished for that sin if you know Jesus as your Lord because he was punished for you so you could be forgiven. Now, most of you, because this is the Well Q&A podcast where the Well is the student ministry of Key Life Fellowship, 7th through 12th grade students, none of you guys are married, and none of you guys can be divorced at this moment, and none of you guys can be remarried because you've never been married. And so this is the part of the show where we give a little bit of dating advice. You guys want dating advice, love dating advice. We get all kind of clicks and likes when there's dating advice. And so here, here it is, very clearly. You ready? Get your pen, get your paper, write this down. Strive and accept nothing less than marrying in the Lord. Take it a step further. Strive and accept nothing less than dating or talking or whatever it is the kids do nowadays in the Lord. Not just, they go to church with me, and oh yeah, they've got a Bible, and they've got a cross necklace. No, they better love the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And they better love you as they love themselves. They better be, and you better be, in submission to God's order. Definitely, in the case of divorce, there better be an agreement early on that there's no such thing as divorce. 
in this relationship. If there is marriage, there will be no even discussion of divorce. Why? Because God hates it. Apply that to everything. There will be no discussion of participating in anything that God expresses displeasure with. Sin. And there should be no questions asked in this. And so if you have to ask the question, I'm with someone, I'm not really sure if they're a Christian, your answer is they're probably not. And if they are, and you're wondering that question, and if you claim to be a mature Christian who truly cares about the things of God, you need to drop them as quickly as you can. This is serious. The Bible speaks as much about it. But as always, the questions you have, the Bible has the best answers for them. And so if you have any more, send them our way. We'd love to answer them. You guys have a great rest of your week.